When we say brother country, it has a very special meaning in South Korea and also in Turkey, as it happens, because the two sides enjoy a long time friendship that we really saw shine actually during the 2002 World Cup. It was portrayed in the Turkish film Ayla as well. And with the Solal holiday being now officially behind us as of yesterday, we still continue our special series of interviews to hear from the ambassador of that brother country, Turkey. That is His Excellency Ershin Erçin. And it's a privilege to have you here in the studio. Um, after arriving here in 2017, it, it's been a, a busy period for you. Good morning. Good morning. Annyeonghaseyo. Uh, I, I say 2017. Did you actually arrive here in 2017? Because I, because we we spoke to your predecessor in 2017, and I know his time was then coming to an end. When when was actually your arrival point? I exactly arrived on a uh, very Christmas day on 25th of December 2017, and but I started officially uh, my work here on 1st of January 2018. So in that time. How's your life been living and working in Seoul? Uh, well, uh, in fact, I made a lucky start. My tenure in Seoul started uh, with a positive development for the peninsula. After a long interval, uh, a new peace process was just launched in the Korean Peninsula upon the proposal made by North Korean leader Kim Jong-un within a context of his New Year statement. So since uh, I'm also accredited to North Korea, I started follow up closely the developments on the peace process. Another lucky coincidence was the long postponed visit of President Erdogan. President of Republic of Turkey uh, realized his state visit in last May. So uh, immediately coming after intensifying work on North Korea and uh, intensified work on Turkish-Korean relations within the context of preparations of the presidential visit made me uh, so busy and also career-wise uh, kind of lucky. The presidential visit has been a new milestone in bilateral relations with the brotherly and friendly Korea. Second half of the year was also full of high-level visits, especially from Turkey. Almost all high-ranking, highest-ranking military officers visited their counterparts in Seoul. Those significant events accelerated my settling down in this beautiful country. I should also indicate uh, the fact that I was the Director General of Asia-Pacific Region for four years before coming here. Korea, uh, living in Korea and the culture of Korea was quite familiar to me before coming to Seoul. Moreover, being a Turkish ambassador to Korea, which we consider as our blood brothers and friend, is an honor and privilege for, the, for a Turkish diplomat. So I feel very lucky. We'll come on to more of the ties. We'll also come on to some of the history of why we describe blood brothers. But speaking of history and tradition, here we are this week. We've seen uh, all sorts of uh, traditions in force. Uh, they seem pretty timeless, uh, despite some of the evolutions that we're seeing. And many families are at the heart of this. Do you, do you see similar traditions in Turkey? Well, in fact, it's a very little known fact that uh, Turks and the Korean tribes, they lived side by side centuries ago in Central Asia. Through marriages, they had very close bonds. They have learned from each other. That's why uh, several traditions in Turkey and Korea are very similar. Respect for elderly, 
respect for authority, the importance of family, work ethics, and even language. Uh, maybe uh, it is not uh, very well known, but Turkey, Turkish and Korean belongs to the same uh, Ural-Altaic family, same grammatical rules. So for the Turks, it's easier to learn Turkish than Chinese and Japanese, vice versa. For the Korean students going to Turkey for study, it's quite easy to pick up the Turkish words and Turkish grammar. That's interesting as a distinction. Another feature of Solal, of course, is people traveling, millions of people traveling around the country. Um, have you had a chance either this week or or perhaps in recent months to do much traveling here in this country? Well, uh, Pusan uh, has a special importance for Turkey because uh, 457 Turkish fallen soldiers are buried in the UN Memorial Cemetery in Pusan. You know, Turkish Turkey has contributed to the Korean War with a brigade, and we lost 1,100 uh, soldiers. And half of them, almost half of them, are buried in Busan. So all the delegations visiting uh, Korea from Turkey, they would like to pay tribute to our fallen soldiers in Busan, and I accompany them. So I made frequent visits uh, to Busan. Another uh, city which I uh, frequently uh, travel, uh, Daegu. I made a few trips there to give lectures at the universities. I visited Mokpo uh, on the occasion of an international tourism conference, and I shared the uh, experience on tourism uh, of Turkey uh, with the uh, local authorities. Uh, I'm planning to go to Jeju Island this year, and I'm a skier. I will also uh, go back to Pyeongchang, which I visited during the Olympics with my Minister of Sports. Well, have a great skiing trip there. Hopefully you'll find the, the slopes in great condition after the Olympics still. But speaking of travels, I know that one of the places you've also been to north of the border is Pyongyang, where you are, as you mentioned yourself before, accredited. Can you tell us a bit more about that trip? That was June last year, wasn't it? Just just before that historic first US-North Korea summit in Singapore. Exactly. The timing of trip uh, was excellent. It was just in the middle of uh, an accelerating peace process, and uh, it was an exciting time for uh, in the peninsula. I'm accredited to uh, North Korea. I traveled to Pyongyang to present my credentials uh, to Kim Jong-nam, the president of the Presidium of the Supreme People's uh, Assembly. Yes, it's a name that we... Mentioned a few times in the news. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everybody thought that I, w- uh, I would be meeting uh, Kim Jong-un, who is supreme leader, as uh, called by their people. But uh, these kind of rituals are conducted by Nam, by Kim Jong-nam. Interesting uh, part of the trip, I traveled to Pyongyang from Beijing to Pyongyang by train. It was a tevin, uh, 27 hours of trip. Wow. Uh, it was very adventurous, somehow painful, but uh, it gave me a chance to see the countryside, which we are not, uh, the foreigners are not allowed to travel. Uh, anyway, uh, I was surprised to see such a modern and well-designed city, and I was very welcomed, and it was a five-day trip as scheduled by the North Korean authorities. 
After presenting, uh, after credential ceremony, I had a long conversation with the president of Presidium, and he focused on improving relations. Turkey rec- has, uh, recognized North Korea in 2001. We have established diplomatic ties at that time. Uh, since then, of course, our relations uh, remain very limited. A few political consultations were organized uh, in Ankara and Pyongyang, and some humanitarian assistance was provided, namely rice, uh, yearly uh, some 10,000 tons of rice, and some uh, technical material as requested by them. But uh, uh, within the context of embargo imposed by the UN, we have stopped, uh, we were obliged to stop the humanitarian uh, aid as well. So Kim repeatedly asked me uh, their desire or expressed their desire to open an embassy in Pyongyang. And he asked me to improve, uh, slow down relations and resume the dialogue and uh, start again the political consultations. And he uh, requested the continuation of humanitarian aid. My response was clear. Turkey is strongly supporting the peace process. Our president appreciates the work uh, conducted by the leaders, but as long as the situation, the current impasse, current situation continues, we cannot improve our relations. So as soon as the uh, normalization takes hold, the inter-Korean relations are improved. At that time, it was not as perfect as it is on, or, or uh, good as it is today. Uh, so, well, their response was, don't wait the normalization, start from now, because when the uh, relations are normalized in the peninsula, everybody will be rushing in North Korea because of the cheap labor, because of mm-hmm. the natural resources, because of the several possibilities for industrial development. Anyway, I was also received by uh, the, uh, the deputy foreign minister, and I met the director general of uh, European affairs. They repeated the same points. It's a, it's a very typical sales pitch, though, isn't it? Like <laughs> you, you talk to anyone about any opportunity anywhere in the world, they're going to say, "Oh, you better do it now because if you wait any longer, exactly. X, Y, Z is going to happen." One issue uh, I raised with them was the Turkish fallen soldiers in North Korea. Yes, uh, during the Korean War. Most of the uh, troops, Turkish troops, were sent to North Korean part uh, of the uh, theater, uh, especially uh, very harsh, very uh, very fierce battles took place and that, in that part. Almost all fallen surge, uh, soldiers lost their lives there. So currently, according to the uh, statistics uh, revealed by the uh, Turkish chief of general staff, we have still 166 Uh, missing soldiers in North Korea. My uh, question was uh, whether they were ready to cooperate in uh, this issue. Their first answer, uh, the answer of Deputy Foreign Minister, uh, was a little bitter. He said, you were our enemy. You fought with the, together with the American imperialists. Why should we cooperate with you? I said, listen, sir, you want to improve your relations with Turkey, and you are cooperating with the United States for, for the missing soldiers, well, so we can do that. Then eventually he, ch- he changed his tone. He said, okay, but there's a very heavy financial aspect of this cooperation. I said, we are ready uh, to cover uh, the costs. So, uh, you know, uh, it was a, a very good conversation. All in all, it was a first good trip, and uh, I felt the uh, positive atmosphere 
in North Korea vis-a-vis -vis the peace process. They are very hopeful, but they are uh, giving all the credit to their leader. Uh, yeah. Well, it's understandable. Well, thanks for giving us a really candid insight into what it's like to have talks with North Korea. And, and, and I think a lot of people would sympathize with the challenge that you had in, in broaching those issues. But I, I also know that in Turkey, there's a lot of interest in those fallen soldiers who are yet to be accounted for, just like there is here in South Korea and in the US and other countries who have lost soldiers and are suspected to be on North Korean soil right now or perhaps within the DMZ even and, and want to find ways to uncover them. And that also hammers home the point about this brotherhood, the, the, the sacrifice that both Turkey and South Korea made together. What was it like for you then against that background, given Turkey's sacrifice during the Korean War, to, to witness the detente of last year? Was it all the more meaningful for Turkey today compared with the rest of the world looking on? Uh, with regard to peace process, uh, Turkey, since the beginning uh, of, the, of this process, uh, expressed strong support. My president was here uh, last May, and he had, uh, of course, uh, talks with President Moon, and he expressed his uh, full support to the peace process, and he praised the leadership shown by President Moon. Of course, uh, as one of the contributing countries to the uh, Korean War, uh, Turkey and Turkish people are closely following developments uh, in the Korean Peninsula since the 1st of January statement of uh, Kim Jong-un. Past developments in the process and three historic summits held between the leaders led, of course, an unprecedented atmosphere of peace and compromise in inter-Korean relations, which was uh, welcomed by our government and the people. But the impasse faced in the denuclearization slowed down the process towards the end of last year and raised question marks with regard to the real intention of North Korean leadership. Uh, so, uh, Turkey uh, continued to support while supporting uh, the peace process uh, in the peninsula. Turkey, uh, for example, voted uh, for the human rights, uh, deteriorating human uh, rights situation in North Korea in the UN. However, we very much hope that uh, with the expected visit of Kim to Seoul this year and Trump Kim summit meeting, which is expected to be held in February, the current impasse will be gradually uh, eliminated. We uh, really sincerely hope the successful conclusion of the peace process and establishment of a lasting peace in the peninsula with the prospect of uh, reunification of Korea's. And by the way, when I was highlighting the, the stake that Turkey has in this, just to iterate if anyone's not aware turkey supplied the fourth highest number of troops behind the u.s britain and canada in the korean war and actually suffered the third highest number of casualties behind only the u.s and, and britain this is obviously not counting south korea on on that side right which which is perhaps higher than what, what some people would expect if they were thinking of the Korean War and they hear the um, about the US involvement and perhaps they even overlook the British involvement. I don't know. They, they might think mainly of South Korea and the US fighting together against North Korea. No. Uh, in 1953, when the uh, United Nations Security Council called the states to contribute troops 
for the Korean War, Turkey was the first state after the uh, United States, of course, uh, you know, pledged troops. And Turkey, again, the first country after the United States sending troops to Korea for the war to Pusan. And, of course, uh, 16 states uh, militarily contributed to the war and some five states with some medical uh, and logistic, you know, civilian logistical uh, assistance. So altogether, 21 people, 21 countries uh, in the uh, within the uh, UN command under the UN command during the Korean War between 1950 and 53. I mean, one thing I would say is we we still have conflict going on today in various places around the world. Syria is one of them where both. Turkey and the U.S. have had a, a strong stake in, in recent years. But Turkey has taken in more than three and a half million Syrian refugees. And last year also, I mean, with the situation in Yemen continuing to un- unfold, we, we saw actually a panic here with just a few hundred Yemeni refugees arrive on Jeju Island, which you said you're going to be visiting soon. That gave us a taste of what it's like to take in outsiders. But, I mean, Turkey's scale is just unimaginable by comparison. What's the um, the feeling there in Turkey about the importance of, of the refugee issue? Uh, the forced and irregular migration is a fast-growing global problem. And it is addressed in the international organizations and uh, among the states and group of states. But... Unfortunately, no lasting solution could be found. Turkey is ranking now number one in the world uh, with a, uh, you know, hosting a record high number of Syrian refugees uh, uh, since it is hosting since uh, seven years. And uh, we have spent more than 40 billion dollars for, for the Turkish people. This is a heavy, you know, there's a heavy cost involved because hosting refugees do not uh, mean only providing shelter and housing for them, health services, educational services. 500,000 new babies, Syrian babies, were born since seven years. Their care, everything. You know, uh, now uh, hundreds of thousands of Syrian uh, migrant workers' children are going to the schools, the universities. The Turkish students need to take an exam to enter entry exam for the university but the syrian refugee young uh, youngsters they are immune of uh, you know they are exempted uh, from uh, such a force so we are not only treating nice but we are treating uh, them exceptionally even sometimes better than the turkish citizens this is not a surprise for the turkish people because traditionally turkey uh, has been home of the victims of wars and torture and oppression. In the 15th century, Jewish people uh, migrated to Turkey, uh, escaping from, uh, you know, Inquisition. So same thing uh, has been repeatedly uh, witnessed in Turkey. Turkey will continue to host refugees. And not only, uh, you know, we are not only taking care of refugees at home, but Turkey is extending its helping hand throughout the world, including Rohingyas uh, in Myanmar, uh, in Bangladesh. You know, they are uh, escaping uh, under uh, brutal force. They are escaping from Myanmar to uh, Bangladesh. So we are providing financial aid. We are providing material aid. So Turkey will uh, continue uh, its humanitarian diplomacy and uh, towards the uh, migrants. Here, 
is the biggest problem, burden sharing. I said so far Turkey has spent over 40 billion dollars uh, for the Syrian refugees at home. The contribution of the world community remained very limited. A few billion dollars. So burden sharing is the key word uh, in this uh, growing global problem. We are, uh, we have also uh, followed closely the Yemeni refugee case in Jeju. So it is clear that in most of the countries, uh, the local people are concerned of migrant immigration flow. So uh, that's another thing Turkey did f- uh, uh, for the good of Europe. We prevented a huge, a mass flow of migration to Europe, which they were very, very much concerned about uh, mass migration mm. uh, from Syria. I mean, th- there are so many geographical and cultural questions that play into that. But as I think we've also highlighted on our show recently, ultimately, we, we've got to check xenophobia when it occurs around us as a society. We are almost out of time. And I, I do want to finish by asking you a little bit further about the South Korea-Turkey relationship. So what, what are your hopes and aspirations for 2019, both maybe personally and at uh, the official level? Well, uh, Republic of Korea is a strategic partner and second largest trading partner uh, of Turkey. Let aside our brotherly relations originating from history. Being 17th and 11th uh, largest economies in the world, Turkey and Korea, uh, we believe, has a bright future together. Last year, two presidents set new targets, like $15 billion of uh, annual trade, Uh, uh, increased uh, investments and uh, cooperation in defense industry field, which is going very well. So uh, uh, 2019 will be a year uh, for the embassy and for the relevant uh, governments to realize those uh, high targets. And also Turkey uh, is uh, working hard uh, to catch the fourth industrial revolution. Korea is one of the leading countries in uh, industry, uh, industry, uh, you know, in science and technology. That will be another uh, niche for us uh, to cooperate. In the cu- cultural front, the first uh, cultural institute of Turkey, Yunus Emre Cultural Institute, was just opened in Seoul in January uh, within the uh, Hankook University. It will certainly contribute to promote all our cultural relations. And we are expecting also uh, high-level mutual visits uh, throughout the year. So uh, I'm expecting 2019 uh, will be another milestone uh, in our already excellent relations with Korea. Thank you so much. Again, we could continue the conversation in several of those areas, but perhaps we'll have to get you back in the studio another time. We'll uh, let you get on with your day. Your Excellency Ershin Erçin, Turkish Ambassador to South Korea. Good luck. I'd like to congratulate the Lunar New Year of everyone and wish Korean brothers and sisters all the best. Sehebok mani badiseyo.